All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation Are you ready? Yeah, that's right, footballers. Time to break it down. Box score breakdown, y'all. I'm back. It's Josh Millman. Was off for Thanksgiving. Hope you all had a nice turkey day. It's been a while since I've been back. Had to gain some weight, lose some weight. But we all good. Back to cover our 10-game slate. December 4th, 2019. Lots going on, lots to get into. So let me introduce... My co-host, as always, the captain, Kurt Beach. Kurt, what's up, dude? Josh, I'm living the dream, good brother. You know I am. Just yeah. feeling <laughs> my man's always living the dream. I love it. Yep, nice and fat after Turkey Day. Yeah, we love that. We gotta get the excess weight off and then right back into it with the holidays right around the corner. You know it. It's so futile to try to like exercise 
when all you know is that the holidays are coming, all you're going to do is just stuff your face for the next several weeks. You might as well succumb to it. Yeah, there's, you got to. There's just no avoiding it. Just give up the working out until next year. <laughs> That's what New Year's resolutions are for. <laughs> yep. But we have to stuff your face with a lot of stats because, again, we got 10 games on the slate, lots to cover. And before we do that, though, this is a hoopball presentation, the box score breakdown, brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. That's right. Our good friends at Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee, they are our title sponsor uh, of all of our audio and video productions here at Hoopball. Check out their website, hawaiianisles.com, on Amazon by searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee or on Twitter at H-I-K-O-N-A Coffee over on Twitter. Um, also, our great leader, Aaron Bruski, he's got a bruise letter. That's right, a weekly newsletter from our founder, the great Aaron Bruski. He's writing an email newsletter for the season. It is exclusive content that you cannot find anywhere else except HoopBall. It's not on the website. It's not on a podcast. He's not on. He's not doing this through social media. It's only the email newsletter. It is chock full of fantasy goodness that will help you win your leagues. And you can sign up to get it at hoop-ball.com. Get it for free. It takes 10 seconds hoop-ball.com slash newsletter. Sign up in 10 seconds and get Aaron Bruski delivered to your inbox every single week and be better than your opponents because of it. Kurt, a lot to have to cover, man. Uh, let's get right into it, shall we? How about we start with the Charlotte Hornets beating the Golden State Warriors 106-91. to As always, we'll split this up. I will grab the warrior side of things and pass the torch on to my man, Kurt. Uh, starting with the Warriors, the return of D'Angelo Russell. He did lead all scorers with 18 points, had two assists and two rebounds as well, a couple turnovers. He was 50% from the field, 7 of 14. Uh, also had three three-pointers. Not a whole lot else uh, to go on, but only played 25 minutes in his return from his thumb uh, sprain. And it seems like, you know, just from tw checking Twitter, that uh, the thumb was still bothering him a little bit, but he was able to make it through, I'm sure, as long as he came out of that unscathed, and we'll keep our eye on the news, uh, that he will be back. And again, with full usage, uh, it does put a dent uh, on some of the other guys that were picking up usage in his absence, guys like Hyde Bowman and Alec Burks. Uh, we'll get into those guys in a little bit, but it's good to see D'Angelo Russell back, albeit for a, a losing side uh, for the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green also back. Uh, five points, six assists, three steals, three boards, uh, only 25 minutes as well. Uh, you know, Steve Kerr had basically said that he's going to be capped the rest of the way. He's going to be rested on back-to-backs. He's dealing with a lot of nagging injuries. Uh, this is just sunk cost, and, and unfortunately, just with the Warriors have nothing to play for, uh, these are the kinds of lines that we may see. He's going to defer, or at least I think start deferring to guys like Pascal and Glenn Robinson, uh, so I can't imagine that uh, there's going to be a whole lot of upside. Maybe someone wants to bet on it if you want to uh, try to trade for anything you can. Uh, go nuts. 
but these are you know the kinds of box scores that you may see going forward for Draymond Green. Nothing really beyond those 25 minutes. But speaking of Eric Pascal, 36 minutes, 16 points, six boards, and assists, and three turnovers, a couple three pointers, but not a whole lot on the defensive side. But that's his mo. Uh, can score, can rebound, but not a whole lot of D. Uh, Glenn Robinson, the third, 30 minutes, eight points, uh, two boards, also not a whole lot on the defensive side, four of 10 shooting, uh, kind of a fringy guy uh, in most leagues. Uh, Willie Cauley Stein had eight points, seven boards, two blocks, and a steal. Good defensive stats, uh, but we know that uh, Kevon Looney is going to cut into that. Uh, he only played 18 minutes. Kevon Looney played 12 off the bench. He had seven points, three boards, and assists. It's going to take him some time to get back up to speed. Um, but even still, his upside is going to be capped again. This is a lost season, uh, so there's no need for Steve Kerr to trot him out for too many minutes. Uh, and, and Alec Burks, as we mentioned, he had a solid night off the bench. 15 points, uh, four boards, four assists, two steals, uh, six of seven from the field. So really efficient. Just the overall volume is a little bit concerning, and the efficiency is great. Uh, but just the fact that, uh, you know, he, the, the good thing is he got 30 minutes. The bad thing is, is that he only shot the ball seven times. So it's uh, not ideal because he depends on scoring to get his value. Uh, so that is a little bit less than ideal for him. For him. We'll round this out with Kai Bowman, another beneficiary of D'Angelo Russell's absence. He did play 25 minutes. Uh, he had seven points, four boards, an assist, and a steal. Uh, only three of eight shooting. Again, I can't really see too much value in him as long as Russell is on the floor, even if uh, minutes are going to be capped for the starters moving forward. Kurt, did I miss anything on the Warriors' side of things? No, man, really, it's just with uh, Draymond and Russell out there, it's kind of a crapshoot. And I, I think the guy worth holding on to is Eric Pascal. Maybe Looney, if you still had him. Maybe if you left him in IR, I'd be leaving him in the IR for a while. And if you did pick him up, don't drop him yet because his minutes should trend up even if it's low 20s. He's got a decent amount of upside for this team. And really, you know, people are saying you got to sell Draymond Green and D'Angelo Russell. Draymond's going to go into about, I think, a 10-game stint where he doesn't have any back-to-backs. So if he puts up some decent numbers in these next 10 games or even five, six, however many, uh, try to trade him. Most people aren't going to accept it or you're going to get pennies on the dollar, but maybe try to do that. I'm not selling high, or I guess, I don't know if it's high or low. I wouldn't be selling D'Angelo because I think he's going to get some good burn for the next couple months. And if he gets traded, and that's not necessarily too too bad for him. Maybe, you know, he's not going to be the alpha on most teams, but I'd still be holding him. I'd be trying to sell green. I like it, man. Give me the Hornets. On the Hornets side, P.J. Washington, who's been really annoying people. He had like a six-game run where he had single digits. Uh and his minutes were low. A lot of that was because of foul trouble, though. Tonight he had 9-5-3, one steal, one block, one three, and played 33 minutes. That's the most important number for me here. He only had two fouls, so if he can stay out of foul trouble, he's worth owning. He's been about a top 100 guy so far. And Miles Bridges, who's most people, if they weren't looking at the rankings, would probably tell you is the better player, but he's actually around 150, uh, nine cat. He only played 19 minutes today. I'm not exactly sure why. He had 10-2-1 with two blocks and two threes. So an okay line for 19 minutes, but the 19 minutes is concerning. Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham went beast mode tonight. Terry Rozier had 25-7-7, three threes, five three-pointers, and shot 50% from the field. So good night from Scary Terry. 
Devontae Graham hit 10 three-pointers. I think that was a career high for 33 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals. He's been having a great year. He's around the top 90, top 100 mark. Um, and I think he's got more buzz than what his actual value is worth. So I think you could uh, cash in and trade for a better piece there. But I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to ride it out. Cody Zeller came off the bench. Uh, I think this was his second game back. He had 8-5 and five with four turnovers. Only played 18 minutes. And he he's not the Cody Zeller we saw to start the year. Maybe that's some still shaking off the injury. But he's coming off the bench. The minutes are low. Biombo started tonight, and he's been a nice streamer for blocks. But he got in foul trouble. He had five fouls, so he played 18 minutes. But uh, I picked him up in a place in, in one league for his four-game week. I think Charlotte's got a couple of four-game weeks coming up. So if you're streaming him for blocks, can't blame you there. Nick Batum played 25 minutes. I'm not really interested, even though he did get uh, two steals, two blocks, and a three. He's, he's old and kind of washed up on this team that's going towards a youth movement. So even though he had a well-rounded line, only scored three points, but did a little bit of everything, I'm not interested there. Dwayne Bacon and Malik Monk played 13 minutes and 16 minutes, respectively. Didn't do a whole lot. They're not standard league guys. And really, Josh, that's all there is here. What do you got on the Hornets? I'm with you uh, most of that. Just, uh, yeah, Graham's had some season. Uh, he's actually top 50 in total values, below that on our per-game basis. But he's probably, I, I, I would think, the leader in the clubhouse for, for pickup of the year yeah. at this point. I can't, I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who's there. Rozier's actually been playing much better with, with Graham in the starting lineup. Uh, the Bridges minutes are concerning. Uh, but I'm not going to look too much into that. But even though he's been a little bit of a disappointment, if you believed in the breakout, uh, you know, because it was Graham that had the breakout, not Bridges. So, uh, but other than that, there's not a whole lot to like on this team. It seems like, you know, all the questions that we had around this team about who would step up has kind of been solidified. And it's Devonte Graham. He's the guy. And, and Terry Rozier is going to be the guy as well. That backcourt is, uh, they're going to put up a lot of volume. Uh, there might be some efficiency issues down the road, especially for Rozier. Uh, but uh, I think we can live with that just as long as they keep putting up the popcorn stats, uh, which you know that, and it seems like their roles are going to be secure during that. Um, so let's move on to our next game, the Milwaukee Bucks. Just keep on rolling. 127-103, beating the Detroit Pistons. Giannis. On the Buck side, doing Giannis things, 35 points, 9 rebounds. A shocking thing, though. No assists, no steals either, but he did have two blocks. Uh, he also also did this in uh, only 28 minutes. So just the uh, game got a little bit one-sided towards the end of the third quarter. Uh, so Giannis not needing to play heavy minutes, still doing a lot of damage. Uh, and uh, decent night, you know, pretty good night shooting, 12-21. Four three-pointers, which was encouraging, and seven of nine at the stripe. Those have been his Achilles heel, so it was a good night uh, on both of those fronts uh, for Giannis. Chris Middleton had 17 points, eight boards, five assists, a steal. Hey, look, he's back. He only he did this in only 25 minutes, so it's nice. He should be able to deliver his uh, typical mid-round value. Uh, so keep trotting him out there if you, if you got him. Uh, Brooke Lopez 
Uh, only 5.6 boards, three blocks, though, and a steal, which is nice. We love him for the defensive stats, and he can chip in the occasional three-pointer. Only played 18 minutes. I'm sure there might be some lingering uh, back issues there, but also I'm sure the score uh, kind of dictated what uh, the Bucks were going to do. So as long as Lopez is healthy, I also keep trotting him out there uh, without without any fear. Eric Bledsoe, 13 points, 6 boards, 6 assists. He's had a pretty solid run as well. 6 of 11 shooting, so the efficiency was there. Also only 27 minutes. Uh, Might have just been one of those games where we're not going to get a ton of volume uh, out of Eric Bledsoe. Uh, the score just simply did not dictate it. Uh, there's room for growth with him as uh, as the season wears on. Uh, he's, he's had a pretty uh, decent season all around, top 100 value. Um, and should hopefully uh, we'll be able to grow uh, moving forward, knowing that there's going to be uh, uh, extra minutes and his role is pretty secure on that team. Uh, on the bench, you know, this is really kind of where the wasteland sets in with uh, the Bucks. Uh, leading scorer off the bench was Robin Lopez, uh, 10 points, uh, two boards, a block. You're not really doing anything with Robin Lopez. He was DFS darling with Brooke Lopez out but not really worth hanging on to in any kind of standard leagues. Really, there's no one on the bench that's that's really worth hanging on in standard leagues as long as their starters are healthy. Ersan Ilyasova was the guy to have in, in this case. Ten points, four boards, and assists, two steals for him. I mean, he can be you know pretty streaky, um, can put up some permanent value, but uh, the ceiling is going to be really capped there. DJ Wilson played 16 minutes, six points, uh, five boards and assist. Not really much else to go on. Dante DiVincenzo, uh, who is the primary beneficiary of uh, Chris Middleton's absence, went back to the bench. Only 22 minutes, six points, six boards, six, uh, excuse me, six boards and three assists with the steal. Not terrible in a short period of time, but again, not really viable for standard leagues as long as the Buck starters are healthy. Kurt, am I missing anything? Oh, sorry. Kyle Korver, nine points off the bench. Again, none of these guys are really like going to be viable for standard leagues. The uh, the blowout nature of the game just uh, gave the bench guys some extra time. But usually, it's starters are bust for that Milwaukee Bucks team. And uh, that's all I got on the Bucks. Kurt, anything you want to add? Only thing I want to add, Josh, is Brooke Lopez, the 18 minutes. Um, it's good to see him back. And what I what I read was that when they took him out, like you said, they were well in control of the game and just didn't see any need to bring him back. Just give him a little bit more time to recover. So don't, don't stress if you ha- have him. I am not stressing because I do own him in a couple of leagues. His blocks um, and threes are nice. It is the Pistons who should be stressing, though. So tell me why they should be stressing, Kurt. Well... Um, the surely it couldn't be Blake Griffin's four of 17 from the field, but he chipped in 16 and 10 with three assists, two threes. Um, yeah, kind of mur- murdered your field goal percentage tonight, but Andre Drummond tried his best to cover for him with 23 and 14, five assists, two steals, three blocks, uh, one of four from the free throw line, but overall he's been good there this year. Um, at least passable. Tony Snell started tonight. Nothing of note, really. Seven points in 27 minutes. Bruce Brown is still starting and not doing much with the starter's role. And they also started, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, 
Sviatoslav Mikhailuk. Um, he played 28 minutes. He had six points, three assists, one steal. So it was Griffin, Drummond, and a bunch of zombies. And, and Griffin didn't do much to help out. Uh, Luke Kennard sat out, I believe, with a knee injury tonight. He'd been having a good year off the bench. Uh, let's see. Derrick Rose had 14-5 and five with a steal in 25 minutes. Langston Galloway has been a decent three-point streamer. He had 20 points and four threes. Played 38 minutes. Actually led the team in minutes. Christian Wood, we know he's a permanent monster, uh, but only played 14 minutes. Seven points, four rebounds, one assist. If you ever see Blake Griffin go down, I would be running to the wire to pick him up. It's kind of surprising that they didn't find a way to give him more minutes over all the, the other clowns they had in the starting lineup. And really, Josh, that's all I have here on the Pistons. They're kind of a boring team in terms of fantasy, minus Christian Wood. Team's Wood. a mess. Yeah. I, I It's it's kind of crazy, like, the, you know, just given that the, the East is such a mess, at least the bottom half of it, the, that conference is such a disaster that we're that it kind of gets overlooked as to how big of a mess the Pistons really are. Um, Drummond is just doing everything, and his name's been in trade rumors constantly. I would imagine that Griffin might might surface in trade rumors. I, I like this team is just going nowhere fast, and I would imagine that if if the vultures are starting the circle because drummond's been the guy that's kind of been in the rumor mill and he's the one that's been having the best season uh so far um i i i i would hate to sell high on him because the the defensive stats are so excellent but his name is going to keep popping up from now until february uh, so i would just you know keep that in the back of your minds for you drummond owners out there uh that it is possible that he could be on the move and that could put a big big dent in in what he can deliver fantasy wise he just might not need to be as as thoroughly needed as he is on this pistons team we will move on to the orlando magic beating the phoenix suns 128 to 114 uh the sun started out hot this year it's been a uh, rough go ever since and we will start on the sun side uh frank the tank Frank Kaminsky, 23 points, uh, five boards, three assists, a steal. Uh, he's had a couple of decent games recently. Uh, the Aaron Baines injury has kind of thrust him into the starting lineup, and he's actually delivered some pretty decent value. Um, I wouldn't get too comfortable with him. I think the uh, Baines injury was somewhat minor. Um, but I don't think, you know, he's he's barely a top 50 guy on a per-game basis, so I wouldn't get too uh, wrapped up in him. But uh, do keep your eye on the Aaron Baines news. Uh, it seemed like he was going to come back. Then he re-injured himself. It was a calf injury. Um, you know, so those things can linger a little bit. So if they do, um, I you know, he might be worth a flyer. Darius Sarge had 10 points. Uh, six boards and two assists. Uh, not much on the defensive side. Uh, three of seven shooting. Uh, he's had a decent run. He gets a little bit up and down. Uh, but we like Sarge as a whole. Uh, there's con uh, top hundred consistency in him, even if it's not like a big ceiling. Uh, so I would hang on to Dario Sarge. Just not a great game from him tonight. Uh, speaking of not great games, Devin Booker. Uh, only 17 points, five assists, three boards, a couple turnovers, seven of 16 shooting. You know, just not his night. 
wouldn't worry too much about it. It's Devin Booker. There will be better nights for him moving forward. Still a top 50, easy top 50 player, just not a not a great night for him in this one. Uh, Ricky Rubio, also a, a very quiet night. Uh, only four points, nine assists, uh, a steal, two of nine shooting. Uh, you know, that woeful shooting is back, but this was also, also pretty, uh, I keep saying also twice, I apologize. <laughs> Uh, this was a one-sided affair as well on the Magic side. So they might have just been uh, keeping uh, everyone's minutes down on the starting side. So I would imagine there's going to be better times ahead for guys like Ricky Rubio and Devin Booker. Off the bench, uh, Cheek Diallo, uh, 16 points, four boards, two steals on six of eight shooting. He could be another beneficiary if Aaron Baines uh, was still to remain out. Uh, there's still another couple weeks before the DeAndre Ayton suspension is up. So he could be worth a streamer, uh, depending on the severity of uh, of Aaron Baines' calf injury. And uh, Michael Bridges, uh, 15 points. We have a Michael Bridges sighting. 15 points, uh, one rebound, one assist. Not much on the defensive side. We actually do tend to like him because he puts up the defensive stats. Efficient shooting. He had a couple of three-pointers. Uh, but not really much much else tonight uh, for him. So uh, Cameron Johnson had 12 points off the bench in 25 minutes. Uh, one steal, one assist, and one rebound as well. Four three-pointers. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't get too wrapped up in, in, in Johnson either. Um, yeah, this bench isn't much to go on. It's just, again, dealing with some injury. Uh, again, like we said, keep your eye on the Aaron Baines news. Uh, but that's all I got. On the Suns, Kurt, anything you want to add? Just that, that Kelly Oubre, you know, that, that quiet line was uh, disappointing, but he's not going to get all those fouls all the time, so you won't you won't see that most nights. And the, I knew I, I missed something. I was like, how did I miss Kelly Oubre? It was like that kind of line that just does not stand out. I'm like, oh, yep. you know, there's nothing there. But Kelly Oubre is great. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah, no worries. And it, it, it bummed me because he's been having such a great run, and tonight just 8-3-2. and two in 23 minutes and I was like come on Ubre, what's going on but then I saw the four fouls so uh chalk that one up to fouls the other guy that I might be watching off the bench at least in a deeper league is Ty Jerome this was his second game and only played 18 minutes didn't do a bunch well he did get seven assists and two steals in 18 minutes but I think uh there's just not enough here in terms of minutes for him but in your deep leagues you should probably be watching him on the magic side Aaron Gordon is just infuriating me this week. Not because I own him, but because I'm going against him everywhere. He had one of his better games uh, in the one before tonight. And then tonight, where he normally massacres your field goal percentage, tonight he was 13 of 15. He was a perfect 5 of 5 from three-point land. And only had one turnover. And usually gets a bunch of turnovers too. For 32 points, five rebounds, five assists, one steal. So... Uh, I hate to say it, but really good game from Aaron Gordon. He's been having a bum season. I honestly would maybe treat this as a sell high. Um, he just hasn't been getting the usage, the looks. Doesn't look super motivated out there, at least prior to tonight. Jonathan Isaac had a little bit of an off night by his standards. He had 7-4-1 with two steals, one block, and was 3-9 of nine from the field. He'll be better on most nights. Don't worry about that. Markel Fultz. I was slow to the party on him. Wasn't really sure if he could turn around, and I didn't really have a lot of spots I could add him early in the season. But right now, he's a must-add guy, or must-own guy. Uh, probably even must-start guy. 13 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. 
Uh, he's been getting it going. 26 minutes tonight, the same as DJ Augustine, but in the last few games, he's been getting more minutes or at least more run than DJ Augustine. Evan Fournier, I think this guy's a sell high. He's been having a great season. In only 28 minutes, he had 21 points, two rebounds, four assists, one steal, three threes. Uh, we've been watching to see what would develop here with Vooch out. Um, we're hearing that he now has, I think, a, a bone bruise in addition to his ankle issue. So uh, not exactly clear on when he'll come back. So we're watching Ken Birch and Mobamba. I go back and forth on these two. I thought Mobamba was the guy to own. And then Birch kind of took the lead, and then Bamba again. Tonight, Birch played 29 minutes. He had 7-9 and nine with 2 assists, 1 steal, no defensive stats, only took 4 shots. And Bamba, even though he played 18 minutes off the bench, had 10 of 11, or sorry, 10 points, 11 rebounds, 1 steal, 4 blocks, and 2 threes. So 7 cash counters for Bamba in only 18 minutes. That's a fun line. Really not replicable in only 18 minutes, but... If you're streaming him for blocks this week, or I, I understand that I'm doing that in a couple places. DJ Augustine, 11 and seven with one steal, one three. He's more of a 14, 16 team guy, and wouldn't blame you for cutting him there. Terrence Ross, he's he's really coming on strong the last 10 games or so after a slow start to the season. Only played 22 minutes tonight, but again they were well in control. He had 22 points, which I think was a season high. Three boards, one assist, two steals, and three threes. If you own him, really all you're looking for is the points and the threes and maybe a couple steals. So he did probably better than what you expect out of him tonight. And that's that's really all I see here, Josh. What's What did I miss for Orlando? Yeah, like you said, don't panic on uh, Jonathan Isaac. This is, again, one of those things where when Gordon is going – He's going to take a back seat to him on the offensive side. Um, and and Gordon had it going, and I desperately just want him to just go away. I, I don't <laughs> even know what it is. Like, like, I don't know. Like I, I feel like Aaron Amen. Gordon's been kind of a fantasy nemesis of mine yes. for whatever reason. And just you keep expecting him to do these great things, and he keeps just driving you nuts. And just when you're about to just, throwing the towel on him he delivers a night like this where you're just like oh that's what he's capable of doing the efficiency just isn't going to be there he's not going to be five of five from deep as usual uh but he's just going to keep chucking it up there and there are times where he's just going to absolutely murder your efficiency and then there are nights like this where you're just like oh wow he's really good and he's really talented and this was that was the flip side of the coin tonight Fultz has been one of the most consistent guys in fantasy. He's must-own, must-start. Love that. And, yeah, like you said on Bamba, good streamer, great per-minute guy, good blocks. Just I think his upside is just going to be a bit limited, but you see what they saw with the potential there. Um, I just hope that he, if, even if he stays in that you know high teens, low 20s range, there's a viable streamer in there. Uh, so nice to see him finally get some action. Uh, it stinks that it comes at the expense of Vooch, uh, but it is good to see him uh, flash some of his uh, touted abilities uh, that he was such a high pick on. We will move on to the Heat and the Celtics. The Celtics defeating the Miami Heat 112-93. On the Heat side, it's Jimmy Buckets, as usual. 
I just traded for Jimmy Buckets in a league, so I'm excited. Nice. 37 points, six six boards, four assists, two steals, uh, efficient shooting, 12 of 18, six three-pointers, only 7 to 10 from the line. Just an, another outstanding Jimmy Buckets line, uh, top 10 guy. Again, it's just a matter of health with Jimmy Buckets. Uh, I, I, I'm excited. I, I don't think that I've ever owned Jimmy Butler in any league before, and now I do, and I couldn't be happier. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this. Uh, Myers Leonard, only three points, uh, three boards, one block in 20 minutes, only one of four shooting. Bam Adebayo. Uh, everyone, uh, DFS uh, was, was really hyped about this matchup. The Celtics front court's a bit of a mess, but uh, Bam had a quiet night, only eight points. Nine boards, three assists, and a block. Uh, better nights for Bam. Top 50 guy solidly for the rest of the year. Just uh, just not a great night for him. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, eight points, uh, four assists, a steal. Four turnovers, though. Not not, uh, not his best night. And, uh, you know, kind of, I, I feel like he's been quieting down a little bit. Uh, he's had some, uh, you know, again, he was a hot, hot start. To the, to the season, but uh, he's kind of fallen outside that hot top 100 range in that top 125 range now. I would imagine that that's where he's going to stick. I know he was the beneficiary of Justice Winslow being out, uh, but uh, yeah, he's kind of cooled off a bunch uh, for some time now. Uh, speaking of Justice Winslow, he had 10 points, 7 boards, and 4 assists off the bench. No defensive stats, only 4 of 10 shooting and a 3-pointer. I feel like that's a pretty typical Justice Winslow line. Uh could use some better uh some more defensive stats from him and the efficiency will kind of come and go with him but uh, if he was dropped definitely pick him up he's a kind of a top 100 ish kind of guy uh rest of the year kelly olenic played 28 minutes off the bench as well in his kind of pseudo revenge narrative 12 points four boards two assists and a steal uh we we like kelly olenic around these parts because what he's capable of doing uh, from a fantasy perspe- perspective, but uh, he's kind of yo-yoed a bunch throughout the season, and it's just a matter of consistency with him. And uh, is he going to get the the, uh, the opportunities to do that? He is a top 125 per game guy, uh, just doesn't rack up a ton of minutes always. Uh, you know, six minutes, you know, a couple games ago, then 30, you know, 35 the night prior. It's just a little bit all over the map. It's kind of concerning that he hasn't had the kind of consistency that we know he's capable of but uh you know i'm sure uh coach spo knows what he's doing so i'm not going to be too worried about that uh duncan robinson was starting again 10 points five boards one assist three steals hey you know what he's kids playing well uh good on him uh you know i wouldn't uh you know if you picked him up he could be worth a hold you know he's hanging on to that starting job uh good three-point streamer top 100 value right now so you know if 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 you grabbed him keep holding on um you know never know how that'll shake out but he seems like he's got a solid spot in that starting lineup and he keeps getting the run and he keeps delivering so a pretty nice find for that heat team kurt anything you want to add i just agree on miami i just agree on duncan robinson did i say disagree (laughs) i agree on duncan robinson he's he's been really good and there's a a multitude of uh, three-point streamers out there these days, you know, like the Terrence Ross type guys. But he's been fun. And just to plug our, our Bruce letter with Aaron Brewski, he was interested in Duncan Robinson or really intrigued by him. And that 
opened my eyes a little bit to him, started watching him a little more closely in the last week or so. And he doesn't do a whole lot besides score and hit threes. Tonight he did have three steals, and he did have a game with ten boards. But, man, he is just lights out from downtown. Just look at his, his game log on those threes and the fact that he can go out there and say a guy like Terrence Ross might hit two or three threes. He could go out there, and it's not surprising if Robinson hits five or six on a given night. It's pretty crazy. So I picked him up where I needed threes pretty much everywhere. Uh, did you, Josh, did you touch on Tyler Hero at all? I did not touch on Tyler Hero at all. He had That's... five points, uh, one rebound, one assist, a block in 20 minutes. I don't know. Like I, I, with with Justice Winslow healthy, the team's healthy. It's 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 still a 19 year old rookie. Uh, this feels like kind of a loss in the shuffle type of game for him, and uh, his value is going to be dependent on if guys at the top of the pecking order are are out of the lineup. Do you agree with that? Or are we going to have fighting words, Kurt? <laughs> Sir, the only only reason I wondered if you touched on him or not was because I don't think it's really worth touching on. Just I feel like he's over-owned and over-hyped. And like you said, the last three games have not been good. I don't know if it's because of Justice Winslow or, or really just the mix of things here in Miami and their, their fluid rotation. So he was barely a standard league guy, I believe. And now he's he's really outside that window. I wouldn't blame you if you dropped him for anything. Probably hold him in 14, 16 teamers, but I wouldn't blame you if you cut him there either. Yeah, top, out of the top 150 at this point. So. Yeah. All right, we will move on. Nets, Hawks. My beloved Nets pick up the victory. 130 to 118 in Atlanta on the Nets side of things. A really, really high-scoring night. Spencer Dinwiddie continues his torrid stretch. 24 points, four boards, five assists, two steals. Seven turnovers is rather ugly, though. Uh, so you eight catters are probably happy. Nine catters, not so much. Not the most efficient night. Ten of 22 from the field. No three-pointers either. And his bread and butter has been getting to the stripe and making it, but only four of six from the stripe tonight. So solid night. We would be happy with this kind of line usually, but compared to what he's been doing recently, this seems a little bit off. But uh, as long, Kyrie's probably going to be out for another week or so. Uh, so keep riding the hot hand. Spencer Dinwiddie is the hot hand. Uh, speaking of, in a bit of a revenge game, Torian Prince, uh, 23 points, six boards, four assists, two steals. Uh, a, a great night for him. Nine to 15 shooting, five three-pointers. This is what he is capable of. This is why the Nets brought him in. Uh, and I think he wanted to showcase his talents for his old team. He can score, he can shoot from deep, he can play D, and he delivered it all tonight. He's been up and down all season. Uh, his potential is as a top 100 player. He's kind of within the top 150, 125. Uh, he's been a little bit too inconsistent, but this was a great night and a, and a glimpse of what he is is capable of doing. Jared Allen has been a, an absolute beast, and he had a, a another monster night. Uh, 20 points, 13 boards, three blocks, two steals, eight of 11 shooting, four of four from the stripe. Jared Allen's been on fire. And I, a lot of us were really, really concerned uh, when uh, early in the season he was struggling and DeAndre Jordan had, um, 
you know, started to carve into a little bit of his minutes, uh, turned out to be a pretty big motivating factor. I really thought like that he might, he, he was looking like a drop candidate. And then he just turned it on. And guess what? He's in the top 50 now in terms of total value in non-cats. So he has been that good over the last uh, few weeks. So keep riding the hot hand. That's also a glimpse of what Jared Allen is capable of doing. He can score in the interior. It's a soft Atlanta defense, so the scoring might not always be there uh, most nights. But he can block shots. He can play D. He can board. Uh, just an excellent night all around uh, for Jared Allen. Um, and uh, moving on, Joe Harris, 13 points, uh, four assists, three rebounds, only one of three from deep. One of those nights where they just didn't need all his scoring. And uh, But Joe Harris is also a capable guy, uh, kind of hovers around that top 100 area, um, actually playing well above it recently. Uh, but he's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. And that will continue, just not a great night overall for him uh, in, in this particular one. It was a great night, though, for Garrett Temple. 27 points, leading all sco- all net scores. Uh, four boards, three assists, uh, nothing on the defensive side. He was 10 of 16 shooting, six three-pointers in this one. And this is kind of that next-man-up mentality that the that the Nets have. And Temple's been that guy. They brought him in, and everyone was so worried. Oh, uh, you know how how you know how are they going to deal with Kyrie and all of his, you know, and his moodiness? And it's oh, they were, you know, what are they doing with their culture? Guess what? Garrett Temple's a culture guy. He's a great guy. He's a guy who steps in and steps up when you when you call his number, and he's done just that. And he's been shooting great. And guess what? He's now a top hundred guy. He's not going to stay there, but he's playing like a top 100 player while Kyrie Irving is out, and it just adds to the depth that they will have when both Kyrie and Karis LeVert return from their respective injuries. The problem is right now they are a little thin on the bench. Uh, DeAndre Jordan only four points in 19 minutes. Nine boards, though, and that's really what he's there for, just to kind of clean up around the glass chip in some minutes, play a little bit of defense if that's possible. Um, You know, that's basically it from DeAndre Jordan. Now that Jared Allen has wrestled a stronghold on that starting job, uh, Jordan's just going to be capped around that 20-minute mark, so don't pay him too much mind unless you're streaming rebounds or trying to get uh, sneak an extra block uh, into your lineup. Uh, Jean and Musa, only five points, two assists. Uh, I, I like the kid's potential, but uh, you know he's not going to do much in a limited amount of time. Iman Shumpert also played some quality minutes for them, but not tonight. Only two points, six, uh, six boards, and an assist. Uh, yeah, there's really nothing much to kind of pick up on uh, from the Nets bench as of right now. Uh, it's really that things will start to shake out a little bit more once Kyrie and, and Karis LeVert are back. Uh, LeVert will still be out a little bit longer, but Kyrie uh, hopefully... Uh, we'll be back within the next week or two with his shoulder injury. Uh, Kurt, anything you want to add on my nets? All I want to add on your nets, man, is as Torian Prince, like you said, he's he's fun. He has that diversified stat line. And, of course, wouldn't you know, I dropped him in a spot for Davis Bertans a couple days oh, ago. Oh, no. And I was kind of surprised because I looked at their stat lines, and just without looking at the numbers, I thought Prince would be the better guy. But Bertans was actually ranked a good amount higher. I think I think he was around 50 or 70 per game, and Prince was around 150, which surprised me. 
but with Prince it was the turnovers and low field goal percentage. And of course he goes out and puts up this line tonight. Um, yeah, so great game for Prince. Like you said on the Garrett Temple stuff, I've been hesitant to pick him up anywhere. I've just had some other better options. And who knows when uh, Lavert and Irving are coming back. Um, so I, I wouldn't blame you for riding that out until they do. You want to hear about the Hawks? Let me have them, baby. All righty. Jabari Parker, he's had about four not-so-good games in a row. Tonight, 10 points, three rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks, zero threes. Only played 29 minutes. Um, not a great night for Jabari. Maybe he knows Collins' return is around the corner. That's definitely going to eat into his value some. I don't know how much because the Hawks don't have a whole lot of players as it is. I mean, they're running Cam Reddish out there for 37 minutes. Tonight he had 25 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 4 threes. You'll probably see him get picked up in a lot of leagues after this game. Uh, it won't be by me. He's around number 350 on the season on 9-cat. And he just hasn't shown to be a decent player. So I'm not picking him up anywhere. I wouldn't advise it. Maybe if you're in a deep league, 14-16 teamer. Or if you're looking for a pump play in DFS in the coming days. Trey Young, he did his thing with 39 and 10, one steal, five threes, eight of 10 from the free throw line. He had his usual high turnovers at six, um, but decent from the field at 23 of 20, 13 of 23. Actually, very good from the field for him. DeAndre Bembry started. He had two, four, and four with two blocks. He's maybe a really deep guy, deep league guy. Damian Jones has been one of the guys on this team that I've been most excited to see if he could get high minutes because he's got a friendly fantasy game. He shoots something like 69% from the field on the season. He can get you boards. He can get you blocks. He only played 28 minutes. To, I say only. That, that's a good amount of minutes for him. It's one of his higher numbers on the season. But 28 minutes, 20 and 8 with one assist, one block. He was perfect from the field at 8 of 8. But he missed five free throws at four of nine, so he's going to hurt you there a little bit. If you have a center that you're looking to drop, if you own like a Cody Zeller, Bismack Biombo, uh, maybe a Daniel Tice or Inez Cantor, I couldn't blame you for trying Damian Jones. He's fun. He's, he's very explosive out there. Just a decent center to have. Uh, who knows what happens when John Collins comes back, which isn't too far off. I don't see why they wouldn't just keep starting Jones to throw Collins into the mix and I don't know maybe Jabari can play some three or have him come off the bench for some scoring punch because off the bench it is ugly they have Bruno Fernando only got three minutes Alex Len actually had 18 and seven with three assists two steals one block but he only played 17 minutes so that's pretty fluky Kevin Herter returned tonight only played 15 minutes no points, one rebound, two assists, one steal, one block. He'll ramp up into higher minutes eventually, probably jump into that starting lineup and replace Bembry. Um, one of those three-point streamers that we talked about, there's a good amount of them these days. I'm not rushing to pick him up. His field goal percentage is usually, I, I want to say, in the high 30s, so I'm not super excited about that. You're probably better off using his, his spot as a streamer spot than um, running him out there full-time feel like I missed someone. Oh, DeAndre Hunter did not play tonight. Um, I forget why. Dislocated finger, I believe. So that opened up the door. I'm not sure who started in his place. Was it was it Reddish or what is it? Bembry? 
It was Reddish who got that that start in in uh, Hunter's place there. Yeah, you're right, Frank Fringer. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, this team's all over the map. There's Trey Young, and then there's just who knows? They really need John Collins back in the worst way. Uh, but it's hard to rely on guys on on a regular basis. It's you know between injuries and now uh, Herder's back, and you know what to make of this night from Reddish. You know what to make of this night from Bembry and and Jones and Len. It's just you know I I feel like there's not a whole lot of the dependability on this team. Jabari Parker's just falling completely off the map, and will be completely off the map once John Collins is back. Uh, they they got to get Trey Young some help somehow, and uh, you know perhaps it's, it's Collins, uh, but it's hard you know especially for fantasy purposes to rely on anyone else, uh, especially in weekly leagues. It's one thing on like a day to day basis or DFS when you can like kind of spot a Bembry or spot a Cam Reddish uh, like tonight, but uh, man, it's just it's it's kind of a it's a bit of a wasteland there, and it's it's anyone's guess how who who delivers on a night-to-night basis for these Hawks. Let us jump into the Pacers and Thunder. Indiana beating the Thunder 107-100. Revenge narrative for DeMontis Sabonis on the Pacers side of things. 17 points, 13 boards, 2 assists, 2 steals, 7-13 shooting. Hey, the guy keeps trucking along, you know? Just uh, keeps keeps on doing uh, DeMontis Sabonis things, if you will. Scoring, boarding, top 50 value guy. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, like uh, I'm, I'm a little concerned that the efficiency might go away at some point. But as long as he keeps doing this, uh, you know, he's keep on delivering. You know, just unfortunately, there's uh, you know, the defensive stats are going to be a little bit concerning. Uh, he had a couple steals tonight, but he's not really known as a defensive guy. Uh, so hopefully he can keep that up. But it's been a been a great season as a whole for uh, Sabonis. Uh, T.J. Warren led all scores or not led led Pacer scores with 24 points um, and uh, four boards and assists, a couple turnovers, nine of 15 shooting. He's kind of been up and down, but I think uh, in the grand scheme of things, you know, Warren can deliver. Uh, top as a top hundred player, Miles Turner, twelve points, four boards, no defensive stats. I don't know, man. That's not not that's not what we drafted Miles Turner for. And uh, he's God, he's like a fringe top hundred guy, which is kind of nuts. Uh, he's got to step up, and um, it, it's you know we love him because we you know he can block shots, but he's got to do more than that. I know he wanted to step up his game as a three-point shooter, but he's been woefully inefficient. His free-throw shooting isn't that great. And just, you know, Sabonis is just grabbing every rebound in sight, and there's just not much for him to go on. So I'm sure everyone who has drafted him is feeling disappointed. You know, maybe you'd want, you know, maybe a buy-low opportunity, but I don't know. Uh, it's uh, you're, you're depending a lot on the blocks, and he didn't deliver any tonight. Malcolm Brogdon. 11 points, six assists, four boards, a steal. Um, this isn't the kind of night that you want, especially if you've got a small window in which to sell him before Oladipo comes back. Uh, he's been so good all season, but uh, did not deliver a good one tonight. Uh, hang on to him. I mean, if you could try to sell him, great. If you can't, just hang on. 
because he can be a solid, uh, you know, worst case scenario, top 100 to top 75 guy when Depot gets back. Uh, and again, that's worst case scenario because we know he's a good basketball player. It's just a matter of how he's going to be able to share the ball uh, with Depot moving forward. Uh, Jeremy Lamb, uh, solid night for him. Uh, 13 points on 6 of 11 shooting, three boards, an assist, a steal, and a block as well. It feels like a very typical Jeremy Lamb night. Um, and again, we know he's a top 100 guy for sure. Uh, moving forward, and uh, yeah, that's a kind of typical night for him. Off the bench, not a whole lot to go off of, uh, but Justin Holiday has really found a nice role uh, as kind of a six-man guy for this team. Uh, he's been pretty good of late. Uh, 12 points, uh, five boards, an assist to steal. Uh, minutes in the upper 20s. I don't know. I mean, like he's been a pretty valuable uh, fantasy guy in the past, and now his per game is kind of creeping up into that one top 125 territory. Uh, he's actually top 100 guy in total value on the year. Uh, so, I, you know, if if you were to make an ad there, it's not a bad thing. It can get a little crowded again once Depot comes back, but he can do it. He can do it on uh, on a, a nightly basis. He chips in threes. He plays defense, can score, get some rebounds. That's basically all you want in an all-around game, and he can do that. Uh, Doug, Dougie McBuckets, 14 points off the bench as well in 18 minutes. Uh, a couple boards, but... No, he's not a guy you rush to add uh, in leagues. But, uh, again, he's another uh, three-point streamer uh, if you're desperate. Uh, but other than that, I wouldn't really uh, go running after him. Not much else. Uh, TJ McConnell and uh, Aaron Holiday both played uh, 17 minutes apiece and did absolutely nothing with them. McConnell had eight assists at least. Uh, good assist streamer, but, again, the minutes just simply won't be there. Kurt, did I miss anything on the paces? You didn't miss anything, man. The only... The only thing that I think um, that you kind of opened my eyes a bit to here is on Miles Turner. Yeah, he's definitely down. His his preseason rank was 22, so a lot of people took him in the second round. Right now, currently 77 per game average and nine cap. The field goal percentage is down at 44, 44.9, so that can come up. Free throw percentage is down about 2% from last year. He's still getting you the 2.3 blocks, which is the main reason you drafted him. I wouldn't expect the rebounds to come up a lot because Sabonis is just feasting off the glass. And honestly, Turner looks very passive in that regard. So I don't see his rebounds really changing very much. Even if Sabonis goes out, Turner's not a big rebounder. But, you know, let's see. For blocks on the season, there's uh, Jonathan Isaac ahead of him at 2.8, Davis at 2.7, Brooke Lopez 2.4, and... Aiton's up there with four, but that's only one game sample size. And so is this guy, uh, something Pele from F Philadelphia. I don't even know who he is. He had four four blocks in one game. So he's fourth in the league in blocks, and he could could get higher. You know, he was number one last year, I, I believe. So I would buy low on him. His owner's probably definitely a little bummed. He's not putting up the value that he expected. He's still getting those blocks. So I would try to buy low on him. What, would you, Josh? I think so. The blocks are always going to keep his floor pretty high, but like you said, it's 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 really Sabonis has just taken over uh, in that front court. So it's uh, the boards are going to stay low, uh, but I think that he's I don't know he's just got to get more efficient. But he doesn't seem like he's going to be very aggressive on the only seven shots tonight. Also, so there's not you know not a ton of 
opportunity volume wise for him but we know he can get hot you know it's not as if he can't get into that top 50 range uh he just needs more opportunity yeah and and, uh, you know yeah you know last year um it seems pretty far in the rearview mirror but i remember last year his first couple months of the season people were super bummed and saying like okay he's not the guy we thought it just kind of he is who he is and he's been doing better than that so you know he could pick it up i think didn't he actually do better with depot on the floor i, I think be... so he could uh, he can go on some tears yeah so i mean there's no question about that i'm i'd try to reel him in wherever i can and it's funny because i don't think anyone's talking about him as a buy low candidate but i'd shoot some buy low offers there for sure I'll lay the thunder on me sir yes sir i'll lay down the thunder danilo gallinari he's been having a good year uh top 50 guy 18 points, seven boards, two assists, four threes, no free throws, which is a little bit of a bummer because you like his uh, 90-some percentage free throw shooting at the line. He also, unless I'm wrong, I don't think he's missed a game this year. So for a guy that's usually tagged as super injury prone, he had one of his better games last year in terms of games played. He's having a great year, and you could ride it out. But I wouldn't blame you if you tried to sell high on him because – the injuries are probably coming. His his history has shown us that. And who knows what happens with this OK City team if they blow it up at the end of the year. Uh, maybe they compete for a playoff spot. I think they're somewhere kind of in the mix, but I, I don't think they're really a favorite there. So I wouldn't bl- blame you for trying to trade him. Steven Adams has been really trending up in the last couple weeks after being close to a drop candidate by considered by some. Tonight played 29 minutes, perfect from the field at 8 of 8, perfect from the free throw line at 4 of 4, which is nice. 20 points, 9 boards, 3 assists, 2 blocks, uh, probably about as good a game as you could hope for from Steven Adams. Chris Paul, he's been having a nice season as well. I think he's number 29 or so on this season. Um, 4 points, 10 assists, 3 boards, no 3s, no steals, and only 2 of 9 from the field. Uh, you know, just not a, a great game from Paul tonight, but he'll be fine. Terrence Ferguson continues to start and not a standard league guy, maybe a 16-teamer. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, I think people expected a lot more from the field goal percentage for him. Uh, 7 of 19 tonight, 1 of 7 from three-point land for 16 points, three boards, three assists, one steal. On the season, he is number – his default rank was one was 55 and he was going even sooner than that in some drafts he's currently at 117 um yeah so not returning value there if you think he can bring that back he's also a buy low guy uh that i don't think a lot of people are talking about i think a lot of people are saying he's having a great year um which is kind of surprising off the bench dennis schroeder german had 18 points four boards one assist one three one block I continue to hold on to him where I own him because he's one of the hoop ball six, but he's definitely one of, if, if a super hot free agent pops up, he's definitely a first on my chopping block in a few leagues, so I wouldn't blame you for moving on there. Nerland's Noel, kind of easy to overlook in the box score as I almost just did, but he had eight points, three rebounds, one assist, two steals, one block, and only played 19 minutes. He is number 94 on the season in 9-cat uh, due to the .9 steals and 1.7 blocks. 
Also 63% from the field. If Adams ever goes down again or gets traded, you know, we're looking from good thing good, looking for good things from Noel. He's one of those rare types where he's a nice stash, but he's giving you value even even as you hold him. A lot of stashes, you know, you're just kind of holding on waiting for them to play. He's still giving you top 100 value even as a stash, so things could even get better for him. Uh, really, there's not a whole lot else to speak of on the bench here. Josh, what do you have on these Thunder? Uh, you got it, man. I, I was I was done with Steven Adams. Absolutely done. I, he looked awful to start the season, but to his credit, he's picked it up. He's making me eat my words. Uh, it pretty much like a perfect night for him tonight. Uh, and he's he's getting some value back. So good on Steven Adams. Uh, so hang on to him. Uh, or it could be a bit of a sell high moment, if you will. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's been playing much better as of late. Uh, but at the same time, like you said, hang on to Nerlens Noel uh, because he can deliver value in a short period of time, like you said. And anything happens at the top, there there's a top fifty player in there if he gets the minutes uh, for sure. So. Just hang on to Noel, uh, and, uh, you know, again, just uh, hang on to him while you can. The time will come, I'm sure, because uh, there's bound to be a lot of changes on this Thunder team. Moving on, the Mavs beating the Timberwolves 121-114 to 114 on the T-Wolves side. We'll start with Carl Anthony Towns, 26 points, 9 boards, 8 assists, a steal, a block, 10-19 shooting, 3 three-pointers. Well, what else are you going to say? Towns is great. He's awesome. Um, Andrew Wiggins, 26 points, five boards, an assist, three blocks. Uh, the efficiency is utterly lousy, but the free throw shooting, pretty good. Nine of 11 uh, from the stripe. Uh, three three-pointers as well. Look, I don't think anyone actually thought, even including myself, uh, that Andrew Wiggins was going to be like a top 25 player. Uh, but at the same time, you know what? Let's not get too greedy. I know I was starting to get overly excited about what he was doing. But, uh, you know, look, if he stays in that kind of top 75-ish range, which I think is plenty within the realm of possibility for him, especially if he uh, keeps his, you know, his woeful shooting nights to a minimum, uh, I certainly think that's possible since he's he's starting to chip in a little more on the defensive side. He can uh, put up some threes. The percentages have been better on the whole, just not great recently. Uh, there was bound to be a little bit of regression there. So hopefully you, you were able to sell on him, but I do think that he'll be a solid asset the rest of the way. Uh, Robert Covington, 22 points, six boards and assists and a steal on 8 of 13 shooting. Uh, efficient because he was six of ten from deep. It's a great night from from Covington. We love him here. He's great. Uh, I really don't have much to add other than you know what you're getting out of Towns, Wiggins, and Covington at this point. Uh, what has changed a bit is uh, Jared Culver and Jeff Teague situation. Uh, Culver uh, with the start again, eleven points, six boards, six assists, a steal, and two blocks. Only four of ten from the floor, but hey. Uh, this is a great all-around stat line, and and Culver's been doing it since he's gotten to the starting lineup. Uh, so a nice night for him. Uh, it would be interesting to see how this kind of evolves over time, but Culver's been pretty nice. 
uh, at least while he's been in the starting lineup. Uh, hang on to him if you picked him up with this speculation. Yeah, the per game like on the season's been kind of lousy, but uh, nights like this will uh, get me intrigued uh, for you know at you know given that he was thrust into that starting role, that ranking is starting to creep up a little bit. And uh, he's kind of, over his last few games, kind of bridging that top uh, 150 uh, type of ranking with uh, with some room to grow there. On the flip side of that coin, though, Jeff Teague, uh, 0 of 5 from the field, 3 points, 6 assists, and that's it. On 28 minutes, no less. This is, uh, you know, look, he was a good sport about this change, but man, just it, it's it's killing his value. I own Teague in a spot, and I don't know what the heck to do with him. Uh, I'm hoping that you know he gets a little bit more acclimated with the second unit, uh, and that this is just a rough night for him because we know he can do it. Uh, but uh, this is a, this is really really concerning for him. Uh, so hopefully this is just a really really awful game, and we can move on from there. Uh, in other uh, bench news. Uh, Keita Bates, Diop, eight points, two boards, not much else to look at. This bench is kind of all over the map. Uh, Travion Graham had seven points, uh, a board, an assist, and a steal. Uh, But there's really not a whole lot of fantasy goodness to mine uh, other than Teague uh, on this bench. Kurt, what do you got for me on the T-Wolves side? Man, I agree with pretty much everything you said. I think Robert Covington... I feel like nobody's talking about him at all this year. Multiple sites. I don't feel like anyone's really saying anything about him. He's kind of quiet. Um, And because of that, I think you can probably steal him away from an unsavvy owner, especially if you're in a casual league. Uh, He just doesn't really pop. This is one of his probably more poppy games of the season with 6-3. So I think you could steal him away for cheap. Uh, In terms of Jarrett Culver, like you said, I've picked him up in a few places. He's probably a better fit for points league with a 37% from the field and 40% from the uh, free throw line, which is just crazy. Um, but granted, he doesn't shoot a whole lot from the free throw line, and better days are in store for him. The other thing I got on Teague, like like you said, like getting lots of drop questions on him. I wouldn't drop him. Uh, 28 minutes off the bench, led, led all the bench guys in minutes. I uh, actually played the same amount as Culver at 28. And if he's Beating up on team second units, it's not hard to see him actually doing better off the bench where he's not uh, deferring to Towns and Wiggins. So I would hold on to him. I don't think he's a drop. He still got you six assists, which was the main reason you drafted him, the six, seven, eight assists. Sure, he only took five shots and missed all of them. But I think normally, this is a, a couple games in a row now where he's not shooting much. I think normally he's going to be closer to 10, 11 shots, make half of those. So he could still be a guy, even on the low end, getting you 10 points and 6 or 7 assists, which isn't exciting by any means. It's not, uh, yeah, it's, it's not exciting. But assists are hard to find this year. We saw that with them dropping off after the first few rounds quite a bit. So, yeah, this is very disappointing. And he's con- he's supposed to continue to come off the bench indefinitely as far as I know. Uh, so don't look to that changing. But again, I'd, I'd look to more shots probably coming in the future. I would hold on at least for another week. If we're still seeing this in a week, maybe two weeks, then you can move closer to the, the cut line. But as for now, I think it's best to hold on to them. What do you think, Josh? I'm with you. Just hang tight. I mean, I don't know what else. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know what else to do. You're not going to get any value for him in a trade nope. uh, at this juncture. And just 
hang on and just hopefully he gets a little more acclimated and the value will come. All right, give me give me some Luca Mania. Luca Mania, twenty two seven and six with one three, no steals, no blocks, five turnovers. Not the best Luca game. Kind of more like the Luca of last year, honestly. Eight of twenty two from the field, five of eight from the free throw line, and five turnovers. But you know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna steer you away from Luca in any means. We all know what he's been doing this year. He's been a monster. He's probably a top five guy for years to come. Very, very unlikely, but maybe a buy low opportunity. Highly, highly doubt it. But anyway, there it is. Kristaps uh, Porzingis has been disappointing this year. He had 19 and six tonight with one block and two threes. His minutes still seem to be lower than 30. I know they said they were going to load manage him. I haven't. I can't recall him really sitting out any games so far this season due to load management. But earlier in the preseason, they said that that was going to be a thing. Anyway, I think he's a buy low guy. I don't know if he gets up to his ADP where he's going in the third rounds in a lot of places, but I think he's a buy low guy. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith started. He's one of those starters that you don't really look at for anything. Tim Hardaway has been a hot guy in recent weeks. Tonight, 7 points, 3 rebounds, 1-3, only 26 minutes. Um... There are a lot of these three-point streamer type guys out there, and maybe Hardaway's a little more than a streamer, but he's one of those guys where if his shot's not falling, he vanishes from the box score. So he can get hot, but he's very, very streaky. He's, I think he's like a high 30s, low, very low 40s uh, field goal percentage guy for his career, so he can easily vanish if the threes aren't falling down. Uh, Dwight Powell tonight had 24 and 5. Four assists, one steal, two blocks, two threes. Perfect 9-9 nine nine from the field. Four or five from the free throw line. I'm pretty sure that's his best game of the year. And, of course, he would do that now that pretty much everybody has dropped him. I'm not running to pick him up anywhere. But I, I wouldn't blame you if you had somebody on the end of your bench that's just trash that you're looking to move. Because we know what he can do if he gets a decent amount of minutes. He's, he's low-key, like a... a Pretty solid asset, especially in Roto. He doesn't hurt you anywhere. Uh, no turnovers tonight. Great percentages. I guess I wouldn't blame you for picking him up anywhere. I'm not doing it. Off the bench, Seth Curry played the most minutes with 28, with 8-3, eight, 8-4-3. Uh, Darrell Wright, who had a nice game a couple games ago when everyone thought maybe he's back. Let's run and pick him up. He played 17 minutes tonight. Four points, three rebounds, four assists. No steals, no blocks, no threes. Um, I think you can comfortably leave him on the wire in all leagues. Besides, maybe 16 teamers or deeper, you could maybe pick him up. And uh, Let's see, Maxi Kleba. He had 12-5-2 with one steal, two threes. He's not exciting to own, but he's been having a nice low-end kind of season. Probably a 14-teamer, 16-teamer somewhere in there. Let's see where he is on the season. He's number 169. So, yeah, more of a 14-16 team guy, but somebody nobody's talking about. Maybe one of those low-key kind of value plays. I kind of think of him as a 14-16 teamer, uh, Kelly Olenek. And really, Jalen Brunson, I guess, had 18 minutes for 16 points, four boards, three assists. I wouldn't trust him in most leagues. That's really all I have here, Josh. What do you got on these maps? Maps are infuriating. There, you know, there's Luca, 
and you have no idea where else the value is going to come from on a nightly basis. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Daylon Wright. Maybe it's Powell. Like he, Powell had a had a monster game tonight, and we, a game that we've seen him do before. And we're gonna everyone will rush to pick him up, and then he'll disappear again the next night. Yep. Uh, like like you said, Porzingis has kind of been uh, not not great for his ADP. You know, and then watch one night he'll come up with you know twenty and eight and four blocks, and then you know disappear again because they're managing his minutes. Tim Hardaway Jr. has been red hot, and then nope, here's a seven point three rebound dud for you. It it's just kind of all over the place. These guys tend to play. It's not they don't play heavy minutes in this rotation. They like they, a lot of these guys get those mid twenty minutes. And it's hard to extract value out of that. And these guys are kind of up and down with who's there. It's, it's a great roto team, but head to head, like I'm a head to head guy. This is this team's been driving me absolutely crazy because I know what they're capable of individually, and they just simply do not do it collectively. And so it's been very frustrating for sure. Yeah, it's Luca Porzingis and maybe Hardaway. After that, I want nothing to do with them in standard leagues. Yeah, they're they're they are absolutely infuriating. Not infuriating though are the Los Angeles Lakers sitting at nineteen and three with a one twenty one to ninety six victory over the Utah Jazz. Uh, the Lakers just they just keep on rolling, man. Anthony Davis twenty six points, six boards, an assist, a steal, three blocks, nine of eleven shooting, eight of nine from the stripe. He just does it. He just does it. It, it. He hasn't even had like one of those like insane video game type of games yet, and he only played twenty six minutes tonight. You know the Lakers had this one mostly handled throughout the night, so he, they didn't need him to play that thirty five minutes and blow up for like a forty and twenty, which we know he's capable of doing. But he's still a top guy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So we haven't like he is. The number two, number three guy on the season, and we even scratched the service and what he can do. Uh, so that's pretty crazy altogether. Uh, so uh, you know, Lakers fans must be just absolutely over the moon about this. Uh, LeBron James, twenty points, twelve assists, four boards, a steal, nine to twenty-one uh, from the floor. Not his most efficient night. Didn't get to the strike, but was one of one. Uh, not the crazy popcorn LeBron James line, but you again, you're not gonna you're not gonna complain that much considering the season that that James has had. Um, you know, top ten guy, and uh, you know, not his best night, but there will be plenty of others to go. He's just he's been dealing uh, with the assists as well. As far as the rest of the Lakers go, uh, Javale McGee eight points, five boards, a couple steals, and a block. Uh, only fourteen minutes. Yeah, I mean, he's a great per-minute guy. The upside's capped, though. And uh, so I wouldn't look too much into that. If you have him, it's great. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't. Uh, I think the, the dreams of, of, of re- replicating what he did last season are kind of dashed. Uh, Danny Green, six points, five boards, a block. Uh, yeah, I, I can't advocate for him at this point. Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, 14 points, uh, a board. And a block, uh, two of four from deep, five of eight from the floor. I don't know. Uh, I mean, he has his moments. Uh, not a great per-game guy. 
it's it's you know again this Laker team it's it's kind of a two man show and KCP has some good nights here and there but uh, I'm I'm not rushing to get him in in, in any real any league uh, basically Kyle Kuzma 31 minutes off the bench four of 11 uh, 13 points great 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 defensive night for him four steals three blocks uh, it's kind of came out of nowhere uh, because he's not a big uh, defensive guy. Uh, so this was a pretty nice night and maybe opens up your buy, you know, your sell high, buy low window uh, type of thing. I don't, you know, this isn't going to be normal for him. He's not going to deliver those kinds of cash counters uh, in the future. But, hey, um, maybe this will get him going. But uh, I, I, I'm, I can't invest in him in standard leagues. But if you've hung on to him, you reap the benefits tonight. So congratulations. Uh, Rajon Rondo, 14 points, 12 assists, nine boards, uh, two steals. Uh, this is a very throwback Rajon Rondo line. A uh, couple three pointers there as well. Uh, I mean, we kind of know who Rondo is at this point, and you know he can, you know, top 150 ish kind of guy. I, I, he's not going to be able to do this every single night, uh, but uh, this is what he can do. He can he can. Do a lot of things across a lot of different categories, and you know if if LeBron isn't doesn't have the ball in his hands, it's going to be Ronda who does. Uh, so he can he can put up some things, and I think that you know surprisingly, uh, this Lakers team is believe it or not still trying to figure each other out as good as they've been. This is still a fairly new team, and uh, Rondo's only been in action for the past like couple weeks or so. So uh, there there's uh, there might be some upside for him as well. Uh, other than that, Dwight Howard had seven points, nine boards, an assist, and three blocks. Also delivering per minute, but uh, upside's going to be a bit limited, um, you know, depending on your needs. If you need boards and blocks, sure, why not? But it's Dwight Howard. You know what to get because he was 0-4 at the stripe tonight. Uh, and that is it. Kurt, anything you want to add on the Lakers? Uh, what I'll add, man, is this team similar to Dallas is really AD and James. They got two guys, and you really don't want to rely on the other ones too much. And the the one that continues to surprise in terms of how slow the public is reacting to this is Kyle Kuzma, man. 288 nine-cat average this season. And these defensive stats were juicy. Ten cash counters in total tonight. And if you have him and you think you can sell and make a profit, do it. Because his steals on the season are 0.1 and his blocks are 0.3. He's been really trending down. Uh, well, he's just been down all season. And it's scoring and threes with him. And lately the scoring hasn't even been on. And, man, the other other the other thing I have here is Rajon Rondo, like you said. Somebody asked me, should they play Rondo in a four-game week or Tyus Jones, I, I think, in a three-game week. And I was probably in the minority here. I said go Rondo because of what he'd been doing and he's making me look smart now he's got two more games this week where so he could eat peter out but rondo's looking good so far um really like you said josh on the lakers side it's those big guys you want and then you're rolling the dice on everyone else sell kuzma if you can on the jazz side jeff green started tonight he had eight four and two not a standard league guy uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, who's having a monster season so far. 23-3-3, one steal, six three-pointers, perfect 5-of-5 five five from the stripe. Joe Ingles started in place of Conley. Conley, I think, is due back in the next game, or at least he's a game-time decision. Um, 
Ingles has not played well when Conley's been on the court. Started tonight, played 28 minutes, but still didn't do a whole lot. He had four, two, and five with a three-pointer and five turnovers. He also only took five shots. Rudy Gobert quieted down a little bit after his uh, last two big games. 13 and 10, two steals, one assist, no blocks. Donovan Mitchell, he's been trending down a little bit lately, especially in the field goal percentage department. Uh, 29, 4, and 5, no defensive stats, three threes. Royce O'Neal, who's now coming off the bench, wasn't even a, a guy, a borderline guy in most leagues as a starter. It's now a total drop if you had him. 2, 5, and 1, one steal, nothing else in 23 minutes. And really, we're, we're seeing this as a trend this year where if the guy's not starting and they're coming off the bench, like there's so many teams just have nothing off the bench that you want to trust. And and that's the case here for me, Josh, in, in pretty much any 12, 14, 16 team league. Am I wrong? Am I missing anyone here? No. I mean, I mean Conley being out kind of changed the dynamic of, of this team and this lineup. But yeah, the Jazz have been low-key disappointing. Um, you know, it, it's kind of surprising. You know, the we expected Mitchell to kind of make the leap, but he just seems like just a volume scorer. Maybe, maybe I'm missing something there, but, uh, you know, that's just kind of who he is. Gobert's been up and down. He really started the season slow, went on a tear, and just, you know, sl- you know got, got himself. I think he twisted his ankle, so he was hurt. Now he's slow again. Uh, Ingles has been a disaster, and I think they they were really kind of depending on him to be that that score off the bench that they just don't have, and he's had a miserable season, and, and it just con- continues. They're really that starting five or bus with Conley, and yeah, they really don't have anything else to really step up. It's it's just you look at it and say. Man, it just it, and it really shows in the numbers just how thin this team is. Uh, I will point out one thing: Ed Davis is back. Um, for you rebound streamers out there, I don't know how much time he's really going to get behind Gobert, but uh, you you rebound streamers, if you need him, Ed Davis uh, was such a beast in that department on a per minute basis. Uh, so just keep your eye on him. He's been out with an injury uh, up until this point. And we are going to wrap this up with the Blazers beating the Kings 127 to 116. Uh, on the Kings side of things, uh, our, our guy, Sean Holmes, 28 points, 10 boards, a steal, no blocks tonight, but you know what? That's, that, we're being nitpicky there on a 28 and 10 night. 11 of 14 from the field, 6 of 8 from the stripe. He has been outstanding. And we had talked about, you know, who would be competing with Devontae Graham. I'll tie it back to the start of the show. Who competes with Devontae Graham for pickup of the year? The answer is Rashawn Holmes. Um, that That's the guy. Uh, Buddy Heald, 23 points, 7 boards, 7 assists, 2 steals. Uh, we like some of these numbers. We like the 2 steals because he was only 8 of 24 uh, from the field. You know, We like that he's kind of trying to carry this team on his shoulders with the Aaron Fox out. Uh, we love the aggressiveness. We just don't like it when he's not on like that. He was way off tonight. Uh, but there will be better nights ahead for Buddy Heald. He was starting to pick it up after a slow start to the season. Um, Corey Joseph, who's been starting in place of De'Aaron Fox, uh, 11 points, 7 assists, 3 boards, uh, a turnover, 4 of 10 from the field. I, I, 
I didn't advise a pickup on him when when De'Aaron Fox went down. I still don't, um, you know. But this wasn't a terrible night for him uh, in general. Uh, Manu Bielitsa, seventeen points, seven boards, four assists, a steal, and two blocks. Great all around night for him. You know he's uh, he'll frustrate Bruski, but he's been a top hundred guy on the season. Uh, I'm sure that'll all change once uh, Marvin Bagley makes his return. But uh, solid night for him tonight. Uh, we have a Trevor Ariza sighting off the bench. He get, he got 35 minutes, uh, 11.6 boards, an assist, a steal, two blocks, two three pointers. This is a great line for Trevor Ariza, and it's crazy because you know he, he wasn't with the team for like a, a, a short while. He's been non-existent on the season, and lo and behold, he puts up a night like this, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember Trevor Reza. This is what this guy can do. He's great. He's a good basketball player. And I thought that was the whole point of bringing a guy like Trevor Reza in. Uh, but, you know, great night. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I can't advise a buy as good as Reza is, but still, it's uh, nice to see him return. Yogi Ferrell, 13 points off the bench, three assists as well. Kurt, anything else on the Kings? Just let me piggyback real quick on Rashawn Holmes. He's our hoop ball guy. I got to do it. Who would have thought coming into the, the, the year, this guy who was not even being drafted, who would have thought he would be almost 200 spots better than De'Aaron Fox on a per-game basis, um, almost 50 better than Harrison Barnes, Almost 50 better than Bogdan Bogdanovich. And, most shockingly, is almost 40 spots better than Buddy Heald. Rashawn Holmes currently sits at number 39 on the season. Per game basis, 9-cat. Absolutely amazing. He might take a hit when Bagley comes back. uh, Which, by the way, Bagley's due to be reevaluated at the end of the week. We could see him playing this weekend or early next week. I I don't know if the Kings go this weekend. But he's... His return's on the horizon. Holmes could take a small hit, but it's probably more of Bielitsa taking a hit here. So, sure, maybe a little bit of a sell high, but I don't think we're expecting too much of a regression from him. Are you, Josh? No, I'm not. I, I think you're right. It's I think it's Bielitsa that's going to end up uh, back on the bench uh, because Holmes, you know, great great defender. Uh, and I can't imagine that they're going to take him out of line the way he's been playing. I can't either. On the Trailblazers side, obviously you all want to know about Carmelo Anthony, also in the running for one of the pickups of the year. Uh, I, I jest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 20 points, 5 rebounds, 2 threes, and unlike Melo, 8 of 16 from the field, and only one turnover, also not really like Melo. Um, at this point, yeah, no... We're not really super stoked on him as a hoop ball crew, but at this point, 12-teamers, you got to add him, see what happens. Uh, there's definitely a shooting regression coming. He's still he's 147 on the year prior to tonight, so just barely inside the window for standard league value. He's 35. I think Lillard's going to take more of a dominant role than he did tonight with only 12 shots. So I think there's a regression coming. But I couldn't blame you for baking him up. But honestly, I would try to sell high. He's got that name value. And name value carries so much weight. Especially if you're in a casual league. Try to sell this guy and make a profit. Anything in the top 
uh, 75, top 100. I would do that pretty quickly. Damian Lillard, he had a better shooting night tonight, which was good because his shooting's been not not so great lately. 7 of 12. Um, you might prefer that if he's going to shoot over 50%, only take 12 shots versus 5 of 20, those kind of nights. He had 24 and 4 with 10 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 4 threes. So a really, really solid game from Lillard. If he had a few more shots, it's looking like a solid game with, you know, 30-some points in the same line. Very nice from him. C.J. McCollum also burned me in a head-to-head matchup. He had three blocks in the first six minutes of this game. Three blocks. Finished with four. He had 33 points, four rebounds, four assists, one steal, five threes, 14 of 22 from the field. As always, teams that, or players that I go up against have their best Best lines of the season against me. Uh, Hassan Whiteside played 34 minutes. That's monstrous from Whiteside. Usually he sits in about the mid-20s. So that's great to see. 22 points, 16 boards. The shocking part for me, 7 assists. When do you ever see a white Whiteside assist the ball? 7 assists, 3 blocks, also 6 of 8 from the free throw line. He's been a, a good amount better there. Uh, free of Miami and Spolstra, and I think that was a mental thing. His free throws have been better. He's been really beasting so far this year. Let's see. Let me look real quick. He's number 36 on the season, so just inside third-round value. Very nice for him. Um, people are hesitant on were dra- hesitant on drafting him with uh, Nurkic. I don't really see Nurkic coming back and hurting him much. Even if he does come back, I think it's going to be so late in the season that most fantasy playoffs are probably done, or maybe you're seeing uh, Nurkic come back and he's kind of like getting the Kavan Looney treatment like right now, maybe 8 to 10 minutes, somewhere in there. I don't think you're going to see Whiteside hurt by Nurk very much this season, which may be a controversial thing to say. Really, the only thing that I think Whiteside is battling is himself. As long as he can stay healthy, if he can avoid those knee injuries, I think he's in for a monster year. And I don't think he's a sell-high guy. Uh, Rodney Hood started 6-3-3. Three, and three, Nothing to see there. Kent Bazemore. We had some interest in him to start the year. I don't own him anywhere. But 15-6 and six tonight with one assist, one steal, three threes. He's okay for a 14-16 teamer, but pretty inconsistent. Anthony Simons. Uh, he scores a lot. Well, that's his, his one talent is scoring. Kind of like a Kobe White. Only played 13 minutes tonight. Not a standard league guy, maybe a 16-teamer. Scala BCA, 14 minutes, really no stats there. Josh, did I miss anything on these Blazers? I will add a personal anecdote that I am from the New York, New Jersey area, born and raised, and one of my favorite pastimes was selling high on Carmelo Anthony to my ridiculous Nick fan friends because it was a guarantee that they'd overpay. So anyone listening from the New York, New Jersey area, find the Nick fan in your in your league, sell Carmelo Anthony to him, like you said. This will not keep going. Enjoy it while it lasts. Absolutely. Kurt, this was a fun one, my man. Josh, uh, bef- before you go, I don't yeah. mean to interrupt you, but I, I, it was a massive slate. I think we missed a couple things. Go. Give it to me. Uh, I think we missed the Grizzlies and Bulls and the Celtics. No, we got the Celtics, I thought. Did we get yeah, the Celtics? Yeah, we got the Celtics. 
yeah, we got the we got the Celtics. We got the Heat and Celtics, but I definitely think we missed the Grizzlies and Bulls. Okay. Uh it goes to show you this is so we were having issues with uh my internet before the uh, the game. So I knew that there was going we were probably a game short. So let's hit that one real quick. Uh Grizzlies and Bulls, the Bulls pull out a W 106 to 99. Uh I I'm on the Grizzlies side here. Jonas Valanciunas with a monster. Yes, I knew we missed something. Uh, our our boy Jonas Valanciunas, uh, thirty two points. Uh, yeah, thirty two, thirteen with three steals. Uh, dude, monster, monster, monster night for Jonas. He had a block as well. Uh, eight of ten from the stripe. Twelve of seventeen. He's been on a tear, and he was sick also with an illness. So I'm glad to see that that really didn't slow him down because he has been red, red hot. Uh, and that's great, and they're going to need him with uh, with Brandon Clark uh, going to be out for uh, some time. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., 15.7 boards and assists, a steal, two blocks, uh, 6 of 20, though. Uh, the efficiency lacking. Uh, we love the blocks. Uh, five fouls also, so that's going to be problematic. It's kind of been the story of Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, needs the efficiency, needs to stay on the court and not get into foul trouble. Uh, because we know what he's capable of, but again, glimpses of that in this one. Uh, Jay Crowder continues to put up a solid season, 15.6 boards, 4 assists, a steal, uh, only 5 of 13 shooting, but through three-pointers as well. He's been a solid guy. Hang on to him. Again, Clark is out. They need the minutes. Uh, Tyus Jones, uh, quiet night, 6 points, uh, 3 assists, 1 rebound. Uh, you can tell how much they miss John Morant. Uh, here because as much as uh, we we believed in Jones early in the season, he's just not getting it done, uh, even with the added responsibility. Dylan Brooks uh, to round out the starters, only five points, three boards, and assists, two steals, uh, also in foul trouble, and two of eleven from the floor. Uh, way too up and down for my taste. Um, on the bench, DeAnthony Melton. Uh, he's been getting some run recently. Uh, eight points, uh, seven assists, five boards, three steals. Uh, th- this team's been up and down, and they've been giving uh, Melton an extended look. So if you wanted to make a an ad, go for it. Uh, same thing with Grayson Allen. Uh, 12 points, uh, 7 boards, an assist, a steal uh, in 25 minutes. Again, these guys need to get offense somewhere other than their front court. Uh, they certainly haven't been getting it out of their back court, and especially they, they're going to need to do that with John Morant out. Uh, so speculative ads. Sure, on, on Melton and, and Grace Allen, yeah, why not? Uh, go for it. Uh, Solomon Hill also, uh, 29 points. Uh, call him out because he did have three steals, uh, but did only shoot one of eight uh, from the floor. Uh, probably the beneficiary of, of Brandon Clark's minutes, uh, but I'm not excited about his fantasy prospects. Uh, Kurt, Grizzlies, anything else? Uh only, only thing, even though he's not exciting, I would add Dylan Brooks in most leagues while uh, John Morant is out. That week-to-week tag is not exciting to hear, and with the Grizzlies having nothing to play for, their prized rookie, uh, no reason to think they won't err on the side of caution there. Tyus Jones was a popular pickup, but the guy that I'm a little more intrigued by because of his diversified stat line, like you mentioned, DeAnthony Melton, didn't score a lot, but five rebounds, seven assists, three steals, 30 minutes. I'd be taking a serious look at him if you have somebody to drop on the end of your bench. Other than that, like you said, just way to go, JV. Good to see him just really roaring right now. 
On the Bulls side, Laurie Markkinen, who has been a buy-low candidate pretty much all year. Last game he had 20 points, a few threes, I think eight boards. Uh, so maybe that gave his owner a little bit of excitement tonight. 15-5 and five with an assist. He had two blocks, which is not like him, and four threes. So he's getting it going a little bit. But I think you could still have him on the cheap, especially if somebody's really into the rankings. He was 43 on preseason ranks, currently 158 in nine cat. So still a buy low guy, and he's got a long way to go before that buy low window closes. Wendell Carter Jr. has been a fun big to own this year, 16 and 13, four blocks. He did have five turnovers, which is a bit of a buzzkill, but what are you gonna do? Chris Dunn starting now, 10, four and four with one steal, two threes. Kind of interesting to have Chris Dunn and Sadoransky starting and Zach Levine. Um, I'm not sure what they're calling their positions right now, if they're going <laughs> point guard, point guard, shooting guard. Kind of strange. Zach Levine, uh, the leader of the team, 25, 6, and 3, one steal, one block, two threes. He's been having a nice year. He's currently, well, kind of strange. He's number 59 on the season, which is exactly his AD or his preseason rank. That's you don't see that very often. Um, I think he's a little bit of a sell high only because he he seems to break down so much. And with that, my computer has gone from 100% to zero, at least my second computer with the box scores on it. Josh, hit me up with whatever is left on the uh, Chicago side. No problem. We're, <laughs> we're getting to that point in the podcast. Thad uh, Young off the bench, nine points, two assists, a block. You know, again... Nothing much to write home about. Just, you know, if you're still hanging on to the attitude, you know, these are the kind of typical nights for him. Uh, Denzel Valentine had eight points, uh, four boards, two assists. I'm not rushing to grant him either. It's just Kobe White, 22 minutes, uh, but only one of eight shooting. He's been kind of up and down. Uh, it seems like the starter minutes have solidified a lot more. Uh, around those guys like Sadoransky, done now within the starting lineup, uh, Markin and Carter and Levine. So I, I'm just not getting a whole lot, and it seems to like like we said to be the trend uh, in the league. Um, and I don't think, it, especially now that the Bulls won, I don't think Boylan's going to mess with that uh, moving forward. So I'm not uh, I'm not buying anything on on the Bulls bench right now. That wraps her up. <laughs> so I'm sorry about the uh, the missed game again. It's, it's just it was just it's, the it's Bulls, problem, man. man. It's just the Bulls. Yeah, they probably I, wouldn't I, have I, even noticed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So thanks for bearing with us, everyone. This has been the box score breakdown, a hoop ball presentation. Again, check us out hoop ballcom uh, Be sure to leave us a review if you made it an hour and a half into this podcast as we break down all these games. Uh, give us a review. Uh, tell us how much you love listening to us uh, yammer on about box scores. Uh, we would love that. That'd be great. That's how we uh, kind of build our, our following around here. And if you want to chat at any point, I'm on Twitter at Josh Millman. Captain, give me give me that goofy screen name of yours. You got it, sir. I'm at Captain Kanegis. C-A-P-T-C-A-I-N-E-G-H-I-S. It's probably in the description. Check it out there. Hit us up with your questions, ads, drops, trades. Love to hear from you. If you made it this far into the pod, congratulations. Thanks for listening. means a lot to us. Uh, maybe on our next one we'll say, 
if you're listening to us, put it at 1.5 times speed. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's been right, fun. Guys. As usual, thank you, Kurt. We'll be back next week. Enjoy, Hoopballers. Have a good one. This has been a HoopBall presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.